Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Y'all. Let's address. I'm your host, 1S Jess, and today I'm sitting down with my husband, Matt, and we are talking about how we have kept ourselves busy during his rehab process, and we're addressing some live golf and smeared eye black. On a scale to one to you absolutely do not want to do this, where are you at? I thought you had to do like an intro. <laughs> I'm gonna re I'm gonna record an intro to the actual episode. Then it's gonna play my walk up podcast music and then it's going straight into this. So that's the question. On a scale of one to you absolutely do not want to do this, where are you sitting? Mm. Yeah, I want to do it. I don't know. <laughs> I know that you were you wanted to see the entire outline of everything we were going to talk about, so that wasn't a very good start by me. Huh. Uh, well, you gave me an outline about 2 hours ago. So uh, That's very true. We're good. All right, you guys. So, if you didn't know, my husband Matt is going to be on this very first. This is actually the real first episode because the first one I did was just a little tiny intro. So you're my first actual guest. I guess I can call you more of a co-host. I don't know about co-host. You're not Let's ready not to say that. You, you don't want to have that title no. yet. <laughs> nope. Um, I don't talk enough for that. I think, I think you could get there. I'm just going to give you that title and then by episode five that you're on, you're going to be a true co-host. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I mean, we're just going to talk today. We're on, we're in day, you're in day. I don't even know what day of rehab you're on, but we've been back home in Arizona for almost a month now. Mm. Week four. Maybe a little more than that. A little more than that. Yeah. Um, well, you had like one little rehab thing, went on a rehab assignment and then kind of started all over again. But I kind of just want to jump in. We're basically, we're going to talk about what we've done to keep busy during this time, but I'm going to start off with a more serious question of, for you, what's the hardest, the hardest part of rehab? Um, I mean, really there's a lot of downtime. I mean, yeah, you get your stuff done at the field, but then you're back home at two, three o'clock in the afternoon when you're usually at the field from 12 to 11 o'clock at night. So, um, I think just trying to find ways to fill that time when usually in the off season, it's filled with golf and other things. So obviously I can't golf with a shoulder injury. So I think we've gotten into some other things. So like walking around the neighborhood in 110 degree heat, um, I think also just mentally just trying to stay locked in, stay positive and know that, you know, not going to be injured forever and that things are going to, you know, heal up and you're going to be ready to go back out there. And um, also there's, you're like, well, I'm losing time. I'm not getting at bats. Uh, so just trying to stay positive in that and know that once I do get back and get, you know, however many at bats underneath me again and that it will just kind of, 
fall into the same routine like you're in the middle of the season. It just stinks missing two, three months of the season. Um, but that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. That's Injuries are part of the career, part of the um, baseball. So I uh, just try to keep a positive mindset. That's tough. But I've been doing – I listen to a lot of podcasts actually um, about like mental strength and having positive mindsets and stuff like that. So um, that kind of passes my time while doing all my – rehab and strength exercises for my shoulder at the field um kind of helps me get through the day are you going to go back and listen to yourself talk about this during your to keep that positive mm, mindset <laughs> probably not because I don't I don't like listening to myself that's fair I don't think anyone likes listening to their self well talking about that you know I think when I was thinking about different times that you've had to rehab we were here in summer of 2018 pretty much that in entire summer and we were staying at a hotel then and I know rehab does stink and obviously and there's a lot there has been a lot of downtime that we've had to figure out but it's been really nice having the house and having friends here and having things that we can do where in 2018 one we didn't really have any money to go and do anything but there was also no one here that we knew and being in a hotel is obviously so different than having the house and having our own pool and all of those things has that helped in kind of just the difference between that summer in 2018 and how it's gone this time uh I mean all of those things are nice yeah but I don't think we really knew any better in 2018 it was hot and we were in a hotel but it was a nice I mean nice hotel as a home too we had like a little small kitchen I actually didn't I mean I didn't like being hurt, but I thought it was cool to just, it was you, me, and G. And we had like a really, <laughs> our window looked out over Westgate yeah. and stuff like that. That's where we saw our first haboob in the desert out here. Um, <laughs> a haboob is a a very serious dust storm for people that do not know. Followed by a rainstorm, right? Like yeah. Monsoon season. So we were on, what floor were we on at the home to? Like third, the fifth. Yeah, I mean, uh, we were, third to five, we yes, were high yeah. enough and we were staying over in this area. So actually where the Arizona Cardinals played their football stadium. And it's like the football stadium was probably 500 to seven, 800 yards. Right away. out the window, yeah. super close. And I just remember looking out the window and dust is covering the entire State Farm Stadium. Yeah, you can't even see the stadium. And I was just thinking, what is happening? And then I think that's when we got the alert on our phone because they send an alert because if you're driving, they need you to pull over because you can't see and it's a whole thing. And then the dust just gradually went from the football stadium all the way across Westgate, in which Westgate is, there's a bunch of bars and restaurants, bowling alley, movie theater, all of those things. And it eventually just covered that entire thing. And then it was gone and rained. Hey, they talk about animals having like that, they can sense like weird weather coming in. And remember, we actually did kind of know. We got the alert maybe when it was happening, but we kind of knew leading up because it happened in the afternoon, probably like seven, eight o'clock at night. Um, and Granger usually goes through her little routine of going to the restroom when we take her down or whatever. But I remember that day when I got back from the field, it was like four or five hours before the haboob actually came into mm. the area. She was just acting different and like looking around and I don't know. I think I don't remember that, but I, I, I 100% like there wasn't anybody there distracting her. It's just a normal. 
like she restroom knew. break for her and oh, I the do way she was that. just kind of like, the, wasn't the wind, the wind had kind of started picking up. You're no, talking about when we had had, oh no, no, it was, it was completely normal yeah. before five hour, four or five hours before the Haboob, it was maybe two or three hours before the Haboob was there, but Granger definitely sensed that something was going on. Yeah. <laughs> or I don't know what it was, but we'll just, we'll go with that. Granger can sense no. when haboobs are in the area. No, yeah, I I agree. I don't I don't remember that, but I have no doubt that she was actually doing that. So going along with that, I, I spent the 2020 summer here because of course COVID and I wasn't baseball wasn't allowed to go to any games and y- you guys were on super lockdown and I stayed back. We had just moved into our house, so I had stayed back. Was working full time. And that was my first Arizona summer and it was the hottest summer ever in Phoenix. It was like over 50 days of over 110 degrees. And I think the previous record was 31 or whatever it is. But, you know, I was working full time and then on my days off, I was just so happy to go and hang out by our pool. So I don't think I really got how hot it is in Phoenix. And this is your first time outside of that rehab in 2018. But again, I, it's kind of a blur for me and I'm sure it is for you too. And again, we didn't know any better or just doing what, and not that we don't know now, but now that we have our house and we have a pool and can be outside and do all of those things. If we're to stay here long-term, once you're done playing and we're living normal lives, are we going to be able to handle these summers year in and year out? Well, that's why one reason we're putting up a shade <laughs> shade screen or a pergola in our patio. Um, I mean, it's hot out here, but I don't know. The it's only different. times you really, I mean, you notice it obviously when you're outside. You notice it when you get into your car. But if you do have those things where, I don't know, obviously that air conditioning bill goes up a little bit. That was the thing in, in uh, 2018. We were in a hotel, so... When it's just a normal day, I usually turn the thermostat all the way down as low as it'll go when we're in the hotel. So I definitely did that when we were in the hotel in 2018. So that was fine. Like the AC is just blasting in a little small, however many square foot hotel room. So that that was fine. Obviously, we spent most of a majority of our time in the hotel room where the AC was fine and some wasn't beaming into the window or anything like that but um yeah definitely having a pool and uh staying inside during the two o'clock to five o'clock yeah. hours are or the when best. you or when you've had enough like i think yeah to, you can get out there and dip into the pool every now and then or find some shade or yeah it's fine to sit in it every now and then it's yeah i think we we've talked about this too and have tried to explain it to people that you know, we grew up, you grew up in Georgia and then moved to Tennessee. I grew up in Tennessee, but both of those places are super humid and also get super hot here. You don't deal with the humidity and it's so hard to explain. And everyone's like, what's a dry heat, but it's so hard to explain. But I think the biggest well, like difference in Tennessee, if you go out there and it's 90 degrees with 80% humidity, you're obviously going to get sweaty. You're going to get sticky. And you come inside and the air conditioning hits you. It's not the same. You're still sweaty. It's you're still, still sticky. sticky yeah. For, you, you, you're going to have to take a shower if, yeah. if you get caught out in that. Here, if you're outside in 110 degree heat, 
you're going to get hot. But as soon as you walk back into the door, you're pretty much good. When the air conditioning hits you, you're like, ooh, this right. feels good. For sure. And I think, too, the other biggest thing is if you are outside and you can get into the shade, it makes a huge difference. And that also, you get a break from the sun. The sun is obviously providing a lot of that heat. And when you get into the shade here, you can get away from it. When it's humid, it doesn't matter. If you're in the shade, you're still sweating, it's still sticky, and you're still not having a great time. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If if you're in the pool and the pool's in the shade and it's 102 degrees outside, 105 degrees outside, and you're in the shade, no sun, but it's that hot and there's a little bit of a wind breeze that comes through it sounds crazy but it's actually like ooh, that's a little chilly yeah I know yeah. it's it's weird it's yeah. hard to explain until you've been here but yeah I, I think we can definitely if we decide to stay here long term I think we can we can handle it I mean we've also speaking of things that we've been doing to keep ourselves busy you mentioned our walks that we're doing around the neighborhood so we can't be complaining about the heat too much because we are taking our neighborhood walks in the hottest time of the day when it is a whopping 107. So we have no room to talk about it being hot. Yeah, those walks are pretty hot, especially on the black pavement. I don't but even know what... I mean, it's not... It is what... <laughs> we, we've been telling some of our neighborhood friends that it's like a built-in sauna. That's why we're choosing to walk that time of day because we're going to sweat our heart rate gets up without even having to walk super fast. So it's, it's our sauna, our sauna walk. I don't even know how well, we can't, I can't really do it in the mornings cause I go into True. the field so early and then we're in the longest part of longest days of the year right now. And the sun's, it get not, dark. The sun's not even dead. It's, it's seven forty six right here and it's still bright outside. Well, the sun's down, but there's still some light and it's still really hot right now. The best time is to do it like, sunrise yeah i i have wanted you to go on walks around the neighborhood with me ever since we moved into this house and you have never been about it so i'm hoping that these sauna rehab walks are going to still happen during the off season true or false Mm, we'll see We'll see how bored you are when you're able to play golf again there. You won't be here at the two o'clock hour to go on a walk. Ooh, how about this? We can walk the golf course with our bags instead you, of riding. You the have park. mentioned that. Yeah. I think I could be okay with that. My only problem is, is our little walk around the neighborhood is maybe 30 minutes. We will be walking the golf course for four hours. I don't know if... I'm not lazy, but I am not. You just play nine holes. Yeah, but then what am I? What am I going to do after the nine holes? Well, you park the cart at the turn little turn house. <laughs> so we walk the first nine, then we get in our cart and do the back nine, or just come home. Yeah. Okay, I, th- I think I can live with that. I, I'm. I still think I can convince you to keep the walks up. I'm going to blame Nelly. I'm going to say Nelly needs to go on a walk, or she's going to be crazy. Yeah, she's. She's a little energy ball. We yeah. figured that out last night. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what got into her, but this is also her first baseball season. So we have one dog, Granger, who will be seven this month. We've had her since she was four months old. So she has done baseball life with us 
her entire life, our entire married relationship, we have had her. We got Nellie actually on our anniversary in November and she only knew our house and our routine at our house until baseball season hit. And homegirl has been from Arizona to San Diego, back to Arizona, back to San Diego, back to Arizona. I don't even know how many times I've taken her back and forth. And we've obviously been at home now for a longer period of time, but she's doing pretty good. But I don't know what her deal was last night. We were trying to go to sleep and she was going crazy. But speaking of things that we have been trying to do to keep us busy besides going to our pool and sauna walks, what's been the highlight? So I've read a lot of books. I read six books in the month of June, which is, I like to read. I didn't grow up loving to read, so I've started to really enjoy reading. But that six books in a month is... That's a lot for me. A lot. Yeah, you have been reading a lot. I mean, the Kindle helps in doing that. Well, but Did you get that Kindle Unlimited? Or I did get the Kindle Unlimited, okay. but then also um, Colleen Hoover, anyone out there that needs some books or a new author, Colleen Hoover, she's super popular right now, but her books are so good. Um, but another thing that you and I have done together, which we did several puzzles in during COVID and we finally finished one that had been sitting on our dining room table for since December. Has uh, it been no. since December? No, maybe January, late January. Okay. Um, we have very different puzzle finishing, completing puzzle techniques. I mean, not really. So we obviously do all the edges. I feel like if you don't do the edges first, something is wrong. <laughs> I don't know why you would ever start a puzzle and not do the border first. Yeah, you have to start with the border. Those are the however many pieces that you know exactly where they should go. Yeah. But you love to stare at the box that the puzzle is on and then also the sheet of paper that they give you that has the puzzle laid out. Mm -hmm. And you stare at it and can pick out what puzzle pieces are going to what part of the puzzle and you lump them together. And I, I can't do that. I mean, I think I can do that, but I just, I would have never stared at that sheet of paper that comes in the puzzle if it wasn't for you. Well, that's your, that's your instructions. Your instructions. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're creating. Right. So that's what I look at because I'm trying to create this picture with puzzle pieces out of a bunch of random pieces that are here. It's like when you open up an Ikea furniture box. If you just <laughs> go, I think this screw needs to go here. That's what this. you do with Ikea furniture. No. You, you no. read the puzzle instructions. That's your calling the one pager that just has the puzzle listed out as the instructions and you tried to put together an Ikea dresser without looking at the instructions, the actual that's, instructions no, have a step-by-step a, instructions. No, I just kind of like went over the instructions briefly the first time. You skimmed. The second time. You, you skimmed them. Yeah. The, the second time I. Actually read them. I went from three hours putting it together to right on the dot two hours. Yeah. But I would say. Because I read the instructions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
we are really good at doing puzzles together because I think you're detail oriented and you will look at the one pager layout instruction of the puzzle and can lump the colors together and tell me where they're going to be. But I think I am better at actually putting the pieces, looking at the pieces and knowing where they're going to go than you are. So I look at the picture and you look at like the The actual puzzle. I need, yes, I need like you hand me a clump of puzzle pieces and say, okay, Jess, these are all going with, okay. So we did a puzzle. It's funny. It's a dog sitting on a toilet, reading a newspaper about how humans are doing whatever. We're going to put it in Matt's man man bites dog. (laughs) Man bites dog is one of the headlines in the newspaper. It's going to go in Matt's man cave, the bathroom next to his man cave. Anyways, and so um, so you hand me, I'm trying to think of an example. That puzzle was hard because there was a lot of sections of it that there were the same color. The newspaper was hard because outside of the headlines, it was all scribbly. So it actually wasn't words. Anyways, but you would hand me a pile of the pieces and say, okay, this goes to here and I could put them together really quickly, but I would have never gotten that section of the puzzle pieces if you wouldn't have been staring and picking out that section of the puzzle. Does you know make does that make sense? Well, yeah, that's kind of what I like to do. Like we did it with the next puzzle we're going to do. We set out all the end pieces into a bowl and then all the pieces. So it's I, like, it's a... Oh, I'm actually using it as a, a mount right now. Underneath <laughs> a mic. The a, <laughs> a mic, mic mount, stand. <laughs> a mic stand. So it's a picture of two chairs on the beach with a little sailboat in the back, waves crashing, ocean, and palm trees with a sunset. So all of the like orange, pink clouds go into a bowl. All the trees, the palm trees, the other leaves, yeah. the other fl- floral we stuff have, goes into a bowl. The water, the blue water goes into a bowl. The sand goes into the chair, a bowl. The chairs go into a the bowl. The chairs go into a bowl. We I have know. about... I think we're going to be able to do this puzzle a lot we, quicker. I was trying to watch the movie that Matt turned on. And he insists that we start separating this next puzzle by color sections. And I was so nervous that I was going to mess it up because again, I think this one's going to be difficult. It's a thousand pieces and a lot of the colors and a lot of the trees. Well, the one we did with the uh, succulents or whatever was uh, a thousand pieces. Yeah, but that one was broken up. Like it was like one succulent and a break, another succulent. So it was really easy to put, you know what I'm saying? Um, But anyways, yeah, I was... I was just trying to watch the movie and Matt wanted to go ahead and separate. Well, we, t- we, we were able to do both. Yeah. So that's another thing that we have also done because of all of the downtime we have watched. I wouldn't say a lot of TV, but we have started new TV. We went to see Top Gun, of course. If you haven't went to see Top Gun, I don't know what you're doing. Matt's seen it twice. It's so good. Were you tearing up? Were you tearing up? Even seeing it the second time, I think you uh, were what's a little. What's it called in your throat? Like a like a little lump, lump yeah. clump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I I remember looking over at you towards the end, and of course, like I I'm not crying, but I'm teary. And you, yeah, you were getting choked up a little, and that was the second time you had seen it. It's better the second time too. Yeah, but I yeah, it, oh, it's so good. well. You can like find smaller detail and yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's a good movie. A plus. Yeah, but it doesn't take a lot for me to get teary-eyed. Sure doesn't. <laughs> we, 
<laughs> so the movie that we were watching while we were separating the puzzle into colors, Lost City of D, which I think, did you know that they- it's just Lost City. Well, they changed it. They had to change oh. it for whatever reason. I think it was, so the Lost City of D is actually a factual city or the premises of this movie. So they had to take out Lost City of D because of that. No, I don't believe it. I, I don't, I was, I, I could be totally okay. wrong. I could be making that up. Anyways, it's with uh, Channing Tatum. And Sandra Bullock. I mean, don't question mark. That's your crush. I know. You know it was Channing Tatum. <laughs> um, but it was really good. And e- even that movie, it's supposed to be f- like a comedy. And I got teary-eyed towards the end or in certain parts of it. Yeah, I don't even remember why you got teary-eyed. Yeah, I don't either. Matt always <laughs> Matt always looks at me and he says, what do you say? Do you know what you say? I don't know. What? Are you crying? <laughs> you say it exactly like that. Are you crying? And even if you know that I'm probably not, but it's borderline that I might be, you still go ahead and say it to me. And then when I'm not, I'm like, no, I'm not actually this time. Because we also watched a bourbon documentary. Ooh, another, that's A plus too. It's also really good. What's, what's it called? Neat? Neat. The story of bourbon. Yeah. And it, it's really good. It really explains the history of bourbon, the different types of bourbon. I cried during that. Please. Tell me how. Tell me how. They pull at the heartstrings a little bit so with some of the story. I don't, blame. Don't. Yeah, I, don't, I won't. I won't. Don't ruin it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to give any spoil, spoiler alerts, but I blame it on FJ. His name was Frederick Johnson, and he is a third generation employee at Buffalo Trace. And he just got me. He got me. But yeah, so anyways, if I am That's getting... It. He's in it. He was an incredible guy. He was. His yeah. his storytelling, even his knowledge of the history of bourbon. But that's on Amazon Prime, right? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yep. So good. It's worth the whatever it is, $4 Four bucks, to yeah. have it for... Might buy it. It's $10, $10 to buy. <laughs> I should have I should have bought it. Anytime someone goes yeah. comes over to our house, there's just going to be... Hey, have you seen Neat? <laughs> They're like, what? It's a documentary. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going outside to play cornhole and ping pong, and Matt's got all everybody in watching Neat yep. uh, with FJ. What a guy. And then the thing I think I'm most proud of that I've got you into, you're not a reality TV person. And I don't blame you. And, and I'm not either, but if I'm going to choose something and I – Cause I can choose shows to watch by myself without you because you know, during the season you're gone and I can choose and not that I choose reality TV, but it's easy to turn on in the background or just kind of get into, but I have tried, I don't watch the bachelor bachelorette anymore, but I used to be very religious and would watch it. And that's the one thing that I got you to watch one season of, and it was it was Colton season, and it was the absolute worst season in the history of that franchise. And you said never again. But I got you on a new reality TV show. I thought it was a uh, was it Colton season? Yeah, no, you're right. No, it wasn't Colton. No. It wasn't Colton. Um, the Hannah Hannah. Oh, it was the season after Hannah. Peter. Oh, Peter. Peter. Yes. Yeah. And the only reason I think you even made it through that is because we were living with some baseball friends at the time and they were watching it. And then we also had our friend Jake and Carly. We would come over and have bachelor watch parties. This was pre-COVID, right during COVID, probably both, a little bit of both. And I think that's the only 
the only way you push through. Anyways, I was really nervous that you would never give reality TV a shot after that, but we have started Below Deck, and I think you're hooked. It's reality TV, but I don't think it's as much like fake drama. For sure. Yeah. It's not... I'm sure some parts of it are scripted, but it is not. There are definitely parts that I think are like scripted or like, hey, do this or hey, what about this? Like some of the conversations they yeah. make yeah. them have with There's each There's some other. awkward conversations. You're like, I don't know if I would go up and say yeah, that. So but like, I don't know. People are, everybody's different. So yeah, but <laughs> I, I definitely want it. Yeah. I also don't know if I can take credit for you watching Below Deck because Dustin and Casey, so Dustin and Casey are our neighbors who we've gotten really close with and they actually Dustin had kept telling you that they were watching below deck. So I don't even think I can take credit for it because if they would have never mentioned that they were watching it, I don't think you would have given it a chance. Well, I think I was also just kind of tired of just a normal TV show watching. We had, we had gone through a lot on Netflix and prime and they are all the same. Like we did FBI, which is very, well, FBI, I don't know. It seems like, well, every episode, you don't have to, there's not a cliffhanger at the end of every episode. So I didn't yeah. like that. I kind of like that yeah. cliffhanger where like, oh mm-hmm. man, I need to watch the next yeah. episode. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. Like we have just watched so much TV recently. It felt like we were watching the same thing over and over again, but Below Deck kind of gives you, yeah. it's something different. Yeah, I'll so, probably watch a couple more seasons of this and, and then, then you'll go on to something move else. On. Yeah. So Below Deck, if this would interest you at all. So we the first season we watched was selling selling, selling yacht. so it's yachts and luxury yacht charter trips and you know there's a captain there's the deckhands there's the stews and the cook the chef of course can't forget the chef and so these people are paying a ton of money to go on these charters and it's basically showing you each charter trip and of course there's drama they're on a small boat all of the people the crew is in a tiny, tiny, I can't even imagine what their living quarters are like in their part of the yacht, but we've really enjoyed it. And it has been a fun way to pass the time in the evenings once we're done with dinner and we're trying to wind down. We already watched all 18 episodes of that first season (laughs) and we're on to what, um, we started down under down. So they're in Australia and this is just a regular, a regular yacht. Yeah. I will say, I think the selling yacht is so cool. I haven't ever seen it, but just watching it on TV and how those sales have to be massive. Well, I guarantee you when we're back in San Diego at the marina, you'll notice those more. I've seen them. And you see the yachts that are all parked there. And then there's... I've never... Yeah, I've never looked to see if they were selling ones, though. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them. Yeah. But That'll be... I, don't, I mean, they're probably not... They don't do what they're doing. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So the last thing that we have done to keep us busy. I don't want to say purchases because that just sounds like we've just been spending a lot of money. That's not what I mean, but we, so we have failed at buying, uh, I don't want to say temporary. It's not also not a replacement. What would the espresso machine that we tried to buy a junior an espresso machine junior? (laughs) Well, we bought ourselves a nice espresso machine in the off season, like early in the off season last year. You were super worried about it, but 
buddy teammate that I played with that used to be a barista or like off season job. He was a barista. He was like, dude, this will change your life. You will never (laughs) have K cup coffee or regular coffee again. And I didn't believe him as much until we got here this year and I needed some coffee because we left our espresso machine in San Diego and we pulled out the K-Cup machine and I just oh. thought I was drinking dirty water. No offense to anybody out there drinking K-Cup. <laughs> I am definitely a coffee espresso snob now. I have to have Yeah. the, co- I don't know. It's just, it, I mean, it's ex- it's kind of an expensive coffee machine, but it's better than the alternative of going out and paying five bucks for a Starbucks or what, however much it costs. So we tried to just buy like a little cheap, not cheap, an espresso machine Cheap that doesn't have the like the grinder. I mean, it had the it had the steam whiz connected to the side of it and everything, but it's just. The steam and we had to buy a separate grinder, wow. so I don't know. It's I, I don't know if the grind wasn't getting coarse enough, or it just it was not the same. It kind of tasted like a K cup. So don't if you're gonna get an espresso machine, don't go cheap. Yeah, and if you are wanting to jump onto the espresso machine train, you are going to want it with you at all times. So the reason we didn't bring it with us back home to Arizona is because it's she thick. It's hard to travel with her. And it's also, it's not in the, it's not in the box. So I was putting it in the passenger seat of the car, but you drove with me back to Arizona. No, you didn't. You did. Yes. Yeah. 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 So didn't have a ton of room with it. I was so nervous to bring it back and break it and do all that thing. We also weren't exactly sure how long we were going to be here when we first came. So I was thinking, I don't want to lug it and then not be here that long, but we have been here so long. And again, tried the Keurig. We tried to brew our own cold brew, which wasn't bad. But the thing is, is when you are used to espresso drinks, it's strong compared to anything else you can drink. So that was our problem. No matter what we tried, it just wasn't giving us that espresso taste. So yeah, right. that was a fail. I returned them both to Amazon. We tried for four, three days. We tried multiple coffees. We like, Yeah, we tried to grind it yeah. and it just, yeah. We are now spoiled by the Breville espresso machine that Jess did not want I t- kept telling you, like, we don't need this. This is too much money. Well, for I've a had them in the machine. clubhouse prior, like, yeah. And I thought it, I but thought I was, it was never in control of it. Someone else was making, yeah. Well, and I thought it was going to be so hard to use, and then it was going to take forever. It's definitely a lot more effort than a K cup, but, but once you figure it out, like, yes, you get it a little routine down. One hundred percent. The hardest part is when you have to buy or want to buy new beans, and you just have to change the grind setting. Yeah, that's, depending that's on the how oil, oily the bean is, you gotta. Yeah. That's seriously the the only bad part about the espresso machine. But yeah, so that was the one purchase that we failed in. And then you bought yourself a gas leaf blower. Oh, yeah. So, well, the first leaf blower that we bought, I mean, we've been living in apartments. This is our first house where we actually have to do yard work, right? We're learning a lot. Well, the leaf blower <laughs> we bought was like, not a very strong electric leaf blower. I thought it was fine. <laughs> it has great but Jess could also, <laughs> if Jess's hair dryer ever goes out, it could probably <laughs> suck in as a hair dryer. So 
Yes, it was time to upgrade. Well, we have our whole backyard wall is lined with oleanders and oleanders aren't very common in Tennessee, right? No. They're more of like a desert. Anyways, oleander. These, this tree, this plant drops so many leaves and you can't use a rake. There's just too many. And that little leaf blower we had, it would take me four hours to do the whole backyard. And with the gas, our neighbors have a gas leaf blower, the backpack one, like the fancy one that you see, um, like landscaping people use. And I've used it numerous times. And I was like, I need to get this. I need to get one. And so I just went with a handheld one and it just, it cuts the leaf blowing in the backyard down more than half. Like I can get all the leaves up in less than an hour, which is very nice instead of taking multiple hours. This is the most adult conversation that <laughs> we have ever had. No, it was probably about getting Nelly. Getting Nelly. That's a more adult. Uh, I guess. I mean, yeah. yeah. And when a leaf blower gets you excited, you know you're pushing 30. How did you not think that was funny? <laughs> but yeah, that I think that's one thing too. First time homeowners, we have learned so much. And I know that that's not something you can be taught growing up, but instead of having to learn how math and algebra and I don't even know, Pythagorean theorem, <laughs> Can we not just like talk about what it's like to own a house and just how to be an adult and how I, I yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm rambling at this point, but if you're buying a home and you're going to have to do a lot of yard work, do not buy a battery operated leaf blower. Well, you could probably just go stronger yeah, than the one we got, but there are some good, there are some good electric ones. Yeah. But I think that was it. Of those two, oh, and you did buy a broom for the putting green. We also learned that. Well, not just for the putting green. We needed a little uh, a broom. push brush broom. Push, I can't say that. Push, push brush, brush broom. broom. Say that three times fast. Push brush broom. Push brush broom. <laughs> push brush broom. Wow. Okay, the last one was last questionable. One was <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the green, putting green in our backyard needed to be push brushed. Which we're also not here during the summer. This could go on a whole nother tangent. But being here in the summer has also brought things up when we haven't been here. I guess I was here all of 2020 summer. But brings up a lot more things than we had ever realized. But I guess that that's pretty much it for the purchases. And you mentioned the pergola. We're going to put some shade. So our patio is only half covered. So we're going to add a little pergola to help with the shade. Yeah, because our backyard faces west, and we have some sliding doors in our kitchen-like living room area, and definitely during the summer when the sun's pretty high, it just shoots into our um, our doors. And I think even when we're not here in the summer, I think it'll help cool off our kitchen and living room area, and that'll help the AC not have to kick on as much. It'll be nice. It'll be nice in the wintertime, too, when it gets... 50 degrees and freezing cold <laughs> and out here in the desert. everyone has to put on layers here in Arizona. It'll, our little heater will hold heat into that patio a little bit better. Yeah. So it was not just a summer purchase. It was for 
just in general. Yeah. It'll be nice. I think that was pretty much it for all of things that we've done to keep ourselves busy. Well, we bought a couple other things, or I did. Golf clubs. I got a couple golf that clubs. you cannot swing. Yeah, but I can look at them and and wait for the time that you can swing them. Well, that's the thing too. It's like I browse on all the golf websites in my free time, which is a lot. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I need this golf club. <laughs> I need this. It is going to take my handicap from a ten to a nine point eight. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. What else? You said a couple more things. I don't know. What uh, else are you thinking of? Well, this one was kind of work related. The Oculus oh, headset. Oh yes. Yeah. An Oculus. He keeps saying Oculus, and it's I said I don't know. Reality yes, headset. it's a VR. The Oculus. He says uh, Oculus. That's the brand. So like a PlayStation or Xbox. That's the brand of the VR. Why did you buy this? Well, we actually have them in San Diego. You can go on. There's this game that you can download. Uh, it's called Win Reality, and you can actually face who you're facing that night or anybody. Like you can, I can log on to it right now and go and face Adam Wainwright or go and face Jacob Degrom or just track pitches. So that's kind of why I bought it. Like obviously, I'm not getting at bats right now, and I just wanted to continue to be able to see pitches coming in and like tracking and. Taking balls, swinging at strikes. <laughs> so I bought an <laughs> Oculus headset and uh, downloaded that Win Reality, and the team gave me the sign-in stuff for it, and I can it's really track cool. pitches. Yeah, just just put it on. Um, I I think I did okay. I no, I didn't. I did terrible. It's you, hard. You got a single off of Adam. I Wainwright. did, and I got so excited. Oh, I was so happy. On but how many pitches had I tracked at that point? A lot. A lot. Who else? did you just face him? I think I just faced Wainwright. Yeah, we need to get you face him. So basically, I mean so, Wainwright's obviously very good, but yeah, we need to so, get you somebody throwing a hundred and oh no, I. Uh, ever since you like, so you played that neuro scouting game with mm-hmm. me, and then that was another like decision making. Uh, base training app on, on the iPad on the iPad that the Dodgers had, and I let you play it a couple times. And before you would, before you played it, you would say, "Why do you not swing at that first pitch fastball? Or why are you <laughs> swinging at that slider in the dirt?" And I'd be like, "Okay, here, no, you play this game now." And then all of a sudden, you're taking fastballs down the middle, and then you're swinging at sliders in the dirt, and you're like, "Oh." Okay, yeah. and then I don't think ever since then you haven't really said much. Okay, about that. first of all, I haven't said anything like that to you since college. Slow down. Uh, okay. But so neuro scouting is more. You have the iPad screen. You see the ball coming at you, and you just click the screen whether you would swing or not. Right. Oh uh, no, there's a bunch of different modules. Okay, well that's the one that I played. I was also not good at that, but the VR why it's so cool is so. I don't even remember what park I picked that I was. It was probably Chase Field. So I'm standing, you're standing in the batter's box at Chase Field. Wainwright is on the mound and he's pitching and then the VR. So I could swing. You weren't swinging when you've done it. You're just tracking It's like playing MLB the show, but you're actually like, if you look to your left, if you're a left-handed hitter, if you look to the left, you're looking at the third base dugout. If you look to the right, you're looking at the first base dugout. You can look down at your feet. You can see where you're at. Yeah. It's literally virtual reality. You're actually so, there. So, you, so I was taking swings, and then 
it was, I could put where I thought the pitch was in the zone. So I would click in the box where I thought it was. And then I picked what pitch I thought it was. What got me was the location. I was so off on any breaking ball, the location of it. A fastball, I got pretty close. But any breaking ball, I could not pick up that it was a breaking ball. Yeah. And and I think that was what – and you were watching me on your phone, right? Or like yeah, you there's could an see, app you can download and I could see what you're seeing. Yeah, I think that that's going to be the new thing when we are hosting something. People are going to get on that VR and play that so <laughs> they can see what it's really like to be in the box trying to decide whether you want to swing or not at a pitch. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really cool. But yeah, I I mean I think that was a good purchase cuz even in the off season you can do do that just to right. be able to see pitches and track pitches. Well, you can also like download other games obviously. Yeah. There's a golf game on there that I want. We were in a jet. We were, we were just, Oh yeah, you can download there's a YouTube VR and there's Yeah. I mean people make videos with a I don't know, probably a super expensive camera that have 360 degree views of everything and one of them was in a jet i don't know what type of jet it was anymore but um yeah it's cool yeah Yeah. but yeah i think that's pretty much it with what we've done to keep ourselves busy you were worried about us not being able to talk long enough to keep this going we're at 45 minutes well i think you did majority of the talking i don't think so i think it's been pretty balanced do you still want to do our let's address segment or you think we should skip it? Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm looking at the outline. I don't see it. Well, so, you know, the title of my podcast is y'all. What are we addressing? Let's address. I wanted to address the live golf and Tennessee baseball. Those are also two other things that during this rehab we have, I wouldn't say been locked into, but that we have paid attention. I think that's a, a good way to put it. Which one do you want to start with? Your call. You're the boss. Oh, I don't know. Let's start with uh, Tennessee baseball. Because <laughs> I think... Oh, no. Dogs are going to bark. Okay. Picking back up after G just barked for no reason. Had to settle her down. But Tennessee baseball, number one seed in the Men's College World Series. And they obviously got put out in the Super Regional. <laughs> you were happy. Not happy. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, did, I, couldn't, I didn't like watching some of the antics that were going. Yeah. But I don't know. They're obviously very passionate about the game, which is a good thing. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> too much eye black i mean and they're whoever does the laundry for them has to absolutely hate how much eye black 100 and it might not just the be smeared. tennessee but that's probably the most uh, i don't know i think i'm at the baseball field so much that i don't watch baseball as much as other baseball fans do so i would just would turn on the tennessee super regional games the regional games super regional games and I would be like, okay, well, I guess we'll watch this. Um, you like don't, I got it. I don't know. But you some don't of those watch, guys wear a lot of eye black. Yeah, and you don't. don't 
you don't watch a lot of sports in general, I will say, outside of golf, which that's why we will talk a little bit about. Watch golf and watch the tennis majors. Yeah. So, so yeah. Wimbledon's going on right now. I'm the one that's turning on college baseball, NBA playoffs, football, NFL, college football, but even before the playoffs, like I'm, if we're, if it's on the TV, it's because I turned it on, which is fine. But the one thing that I will never forget, and I will agree, I think Tennessee baseball could be a lot at times. And I understand why the program and the way that they play was hated by the rest of the country. But I also kind of like it. I don't mind it. It doesn't, it was, it is what it is. And I think if you're going to if you're going to act like that, you're going to wear it, you're going to do it, and that's what they did, and they were... Oh, yeah, they were fine. That, I mean, yeah, that's... I mean, according to what you saw on TV, they didn't, like, throw a tantrum that they lost the Super Regionals, but... Right, like, that's just... They yeah. played with a lot of passion, and I can get behind that, but back to the eyeball. But it's like a roller coaster of passion. Though. For sure, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but... That's I, a... That's a, mm, that's a blessing a and a curse. Ride. No, yeah. that's a tough ride to be on. Yeah. Is when you're high being at the top and then when But that's also like college baseball, right? I feel like the yeah. when you're in college and you're playing at such a high level and you've been a top program, you know, last year they were also really good too. They didn't get as far as they wanted to then. So I think when you This has got to be one of the best teams to Oh, ever. I mean for sure. Again, I'm no historian on college baseball but there's got to be one of the best just teams stacked. to not make it to the college world series yeah but but again that's why baseball but i think it's also hard being the number one seed in the nation for you sure. have a target on your back yeah but but it's I, like I, why, that's a, like teams don't ever hardly ever repeat in the big leagues world series championships yeah because you got that x on your back and everybody yeah. wants to beat you well and i think every next city mm-hmm. you go to it's the biggest series that that team's going to play and for the sure. fans are yeah. a little more locked in when you're away like I don't know. Well, I think baseball is that one sport you just never know. It doesn't matter how stacked you are. In college, professional, that's why baseball is so important, and that's why the series are so long and you play so many games as you could just you just never know. That's not. I think it's also not always like the best team. It's like the best chemistry mm-hmm. with the players and the team and the staff. And yep. I don't know. The There's depth a lot more that goes into sure. it. Yeah. Than just, oh, we're going to put all these best players together. Yeah, absolutely. But but I'm not letting this conversation pass before we talk about your comment about the eye black. And it's not just the eye black. It's the smeared eye black. It drives me crazy, too. I don't understand it. Eye black is made for, supposed to be made for, glares, right? Like, it's supposed to help with the sun, smearing it on your entire face it looks like your brave heart going to war it's oh. not doing anything yeah so <laughs> and I mean, there's I football players that do it too who's that defensive why end? is that why is that cool right now like why know. why do why do, young kids are doing it too you know what i mean like the yeah. eight-year-olds are also doing it. and i well, know they it's see because those kids on TV. i know i know they see the college kids well that's it. the thing too is i saw i don't i mean this is just hearsay or whatever so the tennessee kid that hit the ball in the gap in the super regionals or in the regionals like 
Wasn't he flipping off the outfielder or whatever he was doing? Well, apparently the next day at some kid's like T-ball or Little League game, I saw a tweet saying my son did this and he's been kicked off the team. Like, Was that serious or were they joking? No, it was was somebody being serious. Like here again, I don't know exactly if that's true, but that is a thing. Like little kids are watching what they're seeing on TV, whether it's a college game or uh, a big league baseball game they're going to a park in the minor so you kind of like no for sure that's a, this that's is, something that you don't i don't know no this but this is another good topic we don't have time today but that's another good topic like role models and when you're doing that um but again i know you're trying to put this off and you don't want to say what you said <laughs> this is not explicit that we're not saying any bad words but if you have kids listening matt's about to just tell the truth about this smeared eye black. So I made the comment to you. I don't remember if I asked you what you thought about the smeared eye black or if you would have ever done that, which you even admitted that sometimes you got a little thick with your eye black, but nothing like what is going on. Or like Bryce Harper. That goes back to being like, right. I know he was the same age as me, but I had the streak across and then just a little bit down. Yeah. Okay. But what did you, what did you say? about the smeared eye black uh, wasn't it like man he's gonna look back and be like wow i was a complete douchebag yes. i mean i, I, I mean think, no, I, I look back sometimes too and, and i'm like, like huh what was i doing yeah. yeah like in high school when i had the justin bieber yeah. hair like in the moment you think you're <laughs> well i kind of wish moment, i had that now yeah <laughs> in the moment you think you're so cool and then you look back and be like oh lord yeah lord okay well, that's that. But yeah, they were fun to watch throughout the season and hope they can keep being good. And if, if that's the persona they're going to well, be. Well, it seems like he's, what, what's the coach's name? Tony or something. Yeah. I think he has something good he going there. He has that there. for sure. Yeah. So. I think they'll be fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. All right. So last thing before we wrap it up. The live golf. <laughs> we have a lot of mixed emotions, I think about this because we have kept up with it before it was a thing or when it was in the works then when it wasn't and then the whole Phil thing which we won't get into all of that but I I don't know what I mean there's a lot of I don't know how do you say no to that type of life-changing money but they are making life-changing money here at the PGA Tour but also there's however many golf events. It's a year-long thing. They don't ever have any weekends off. To You can choose to take a weekend off, but you could also choose to play that weekend and go win the tournament and whatever the purse is at. Obviously, there's different purses at different tournaments. Like the Masters is going to have a huge purse. All the majors are going to have huge purses, but yeah, I don't know. Over there at the Live Tour, they're playing half of the tournaments, so they're going to have half the time off to be with their families. But how does that make you feel, though, playing a sport where you're also being paid a lot of money to play baseball, and you hear these guys that are saying they want more time to be at home? When, like, when you heard them say that as someone that has to well, go Well, I think they kind of want a season that's like the baseball season, right? Like, or a football season or a basketball season. These guys are playing every single weekend and it's not just Thursday through Sunday. It's they get there 
Monday or Tuesday, they have their practice rounds. They got to do all the scouting on the courses. So they're literally on the road unless they take tournaments off the entire year. Is the FedEx Cup comes out that happens and then there's another tournament within another two weeks to start the new season so okay that's what i was gonna ask so they don't have like a true they don't have an off season so i think yeah they need to reduce the amount of tournaments or it doesn't need to count because those first however many months of the new season don't need to count against the fedex standings or something i don't know i don't know what the solution is but i think i don't know that would Obviously, they're playing everybody's leisure sport yeah. for um, a job, yeah. and that's amazing. They're like you say all of this, but when you're growing up and you're into adulthood and you're raising a family, you're getting married or whatever, wherever you're at in your life, I think you want to have some downtime and be with your family, be in the house that you have that you bought, and I think. I don't know. That's what was intriguing. Maybe, I don't know, maybe to some of those guys, like obviously some of the things that happens over there, it's kind of dirty money. Yeah. It's a completely different subject. It's hard to take that money, but it's also hard to pass up on that money. I mean, it's, it's a real dicey, I don't know what the right answer is. And I'm not that good at golf, so I will never have to make that decision. (laughs) Thankfully. Yeah. I think I am. Well, no, me and my neighbor, uh, member, member, four member, ball member champs. champs. I had to throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Wigwam member, <laughs> member, member champs. Um, yeah, I think, I think my number one thing is just what the Saudis back and where that money has come from. I can't, when I can't it changes swallow hands, that. Though, is it clean money? I mean, that's a whole nother discussion and yeah, but, but I think, in the end, when what's on the headline of the Live Tour is that is a Saudi-backed league. And I don't remember who um, – there's been several guy, big-name guys that have come out and they've stuck with the PGA Tour and the things that they say about, you know, their – not morals, that's the wrong word. But what they stand up for – was it Rory? And he kind of talked about and he was saying – Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, you grow up being – the PGA tour was all that there really was. There's a European tour, but it's obviously not as big. And you look at, I don't know, for example, this is the best example I can give, but kids in Asia, kids in the Dominican kids in wherever always want to be a major league baseball player. They don't necessarily want to play for the Dominican league. They don't, I mean, obviously they're going to play where they can play. They don't want to play for the KBL, the Korean baseball league. They don't want to play for the Japanese baseball league. They want to, I mean, they do, but they want to play ultimate, MLB because that's the where the best players are. For is sure. playing major league baseball for those yeah. kids, right? Like, and so when they get the opportunity, usually for the most part, they come over here yeah. and play that. So, I think for golfers, they all want to play in the PGA Tour. They all want a chance to compete and win the Masters. They want a chance to compete and win the PGA Championship, win the FedEx Cup standing. So, I think getting your name on the u.s open trophy like matthew fitzpatrick that just won it a couple weeks ago he was talking about man my name is going to be on that trophy that i've seen so many guys when i was coming up being a golfer where is it where's he from ireland or something like that but he's like i saw all these guys get their name on that trophy and to see my name on it now that means more than any amount of money that could 
come my way. Yeah. Like that, that I have officially not made it, but it, I feel good with my heart knowing that I won a tournament that so many other legends that yeah. I grew up idolizing. I'm also with them and have my name on the same trophy yeah. as them now. So yeah, I no, think that's I, over there at the live tour. Like when is there going to be like a trophy that is legendary, man, I no. need to get that trophy. No. no. So, yeah. I mean, and maybe, maybe if, if it, it does yeah, blow up yeah. in 50 years yeah. and we're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think, but I that's think, a long time. For yeah. Me. Well, and I think my outside of it being backed by Saudi and talking about what they stand up for and all, all of that. Um, I think the other thing <laughs> This is, I'm not trying to be funny, but so the first, when we watched the stream on YouTube of the first live event, you remember during, I don't know if it's the world series or MLB playoffs at the, or maybe it was NFL when Nickelodeon does the like broadcast for the kids and it's oh, like yeah. slime. That's what that first live golf event reminded me of. It reminded me of a NASCAR race, <laughs> of a the NASCAR, leaderboard. The when leaderboard. I have like all of the everybody listed on the left side of the yeah. screen. I don't know. So I think that Which and the they fact, got some kinks yeah, to work out, for sure. And the it, fact that there's I'm, not there's not a cut and there's not all that is like, is it even real golf? But my other other big thing is all of the big name guys that have went Kepka. Phil, Pat Perez, Dustin who Johnson. Dustin Johnson, but and Pat Perez, who we were a fan of, who went on a podcast saying Pat Perez went on a podcast oh, yeah. saying he would not do it, blah 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 blah, and then there he is. And at least he was honest. He was one of the only ones that was honest. And that's my other thing is I just wish these guys would come out and say that they're doing it because it's a lot of money that they can't pass up. They're not competing on the PGA tour anymore. They're past their prime on the tour. And now they just want to go make a lot of money and be able to play less turn. Like that, that's what I basically want them to say. And again, I, and I'm going back to, to, to each their own, right? Like if they're, if they can sleep at night, knowing that they are playing golf in the live tour, fine. But the other side of me, that devil's advocate of really, really thinking about it. That's what gets me the most is none of them can be super honest and just come out and say they're doing it, for, it for the, the money. money. Or, but Pat Perez did come out and he was, or in his press conference was saying, you know, that he wants to be, he missed his son, which that's a whole nother, missed his son's birth because he was had to play in an event and he's played in the most events on the tour, which is Great, but you're also choosing to do that, anyways. I won't well, get into that. I think it's going to be good for the game of golf because I think they're going to get some of those changes, like the guys on right. Tours, there so was like, never anything that was challenging them to make golf more friendly. Whereas, yeah. like, if you're just going to play and you're, because I never realized that either. They have to have how many ever golfers. Well, they also to fill. don't get the PGA Tour doesn't pay for their hotels. That's they don't wild pay for their to travel. me. And if, if you, you don't, don't make, make the a cut, cut, you don't get paid. That's wild. To so me. there's that's there's wild like back end. Uh, so for it's sure. the top one twenty five guys have their tour card and if they don't make the cut they lose however much travel however much the hotel was yeah they lose all of that money yeah. so That's and you're wild. also paying for that shouldn't you're happen. paying for your uh your pt to be there with you you're paying for your coach your coach your to be there with you you're paying for your caddy all of these hotel rooms your all of this travel <laughs> so that i mean no, That's for where sure. PGA Tour needs to figure out I some agree. things to yeah. say, like, okay, you're the top 25 player in the world on the PGA Tour. We'll give you this 
Yeah. X amount of salary. For sure. Which I there agree. are, they came out with some things that mm-hmm. I haven't dug deep into it, so I can't really speak on either, it. I haven't either, but I know that there are some, some changes, changes that are, yeah. But yeah, th- that's just my biggest thing is if you're doing it for the money, just say it. Just say it. And freaking even Pat Perez, he went on this tangent about how he wants to spend more time and he's on the back end of his career, blah, 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 blah. Never mentions money. But then shows up at the live event welcome party in a button-up that has money all over it. It was a pretty cool button-up. It was, but he's being a troll. And it's just, and again, you know, it it is what it is. But I don't think he ever thought he would have got that offer. Right. No, again, because when he did that podcast, he was bashing Phil. I bet they listened to that podcast and they're like, all right. I would love we'll see money. Yeah, money talks. Yeah, I would. I would love for a reporter, a beat writer, to dig deep into that. Well, to play that like oh. a podcast clip and like his next next presser yeah. and see. But anyways, um, <laughs> again, we're we're talking about stuff that we have yeah. no clue, no say. It's just like so interesting sometimes, or like how that has all played out. But I, I don't know. I understand money talks, but. It's tough for me to, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if you decided to go play in a Saudi-backed baseball league. Yeah, baseball league. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you guys for listening and sticking with us. How'd you think it went? Did you have fun? It wasn't as bad as I thought. I Not guess. as bad as you thought. I'll, ta- I'll take it. So you'll come on again? Yeah, I'll come on again. I okay. don't know what to talk about. I'll need to see an outline. You'll need to see an outline. A, a little very, bit more detailed a, outline. A, a detailed outline. Got it. A little bit more than two hours before, too. <laughs> All right. Okay, you guys. Well, thank you again for listening and making it. I'm working on a Twitter and a Facebook or I don't even know, an Instagram for this podcast, I guess. But for now, if you'll like and subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I think I'm supposed to say that, but I just want you guys to listen in your car when you're on the drive or I don't know. I just want this to some to be some fun conversations, get your brain working a little bit. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.